Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Fast this beautiful morning. Lord, my soul thirsts to be here again in your presence. Precious Lord and King of Kings, God of all flesh and Master of the universe, my soul thirsts to magnify and adore your name once again. Your name is great. It is greatly to be praised. You said from generations to generations, your name will be Yahweh. So we call on your name again this morning, Yahweh. Be glorified, precious Lord, forevermore. Thank you for this beautiful privilege, this great privilege to be here again in your presence, to worship and to learn to read your word. Father, we thank you for your mercies that are poured out afresh on us this morning. Thank you for your love that is new again this morning. We say receive all our thanks. As we read our Bibles again, Lord, we ask that you will speak to us in your word. Grant us wisdom and understanding and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. So we continue our study of the New Testament. We are in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5 to be precise. But first of all, let me say a big thank you to everyone joining in. Thank you for taking out time to be here to read your Bible once again. I pray that the Lord himself, the Lord of glory will bless you in the name of Jesus. He will grant us an insight into his word in the name of Jesus. All right, yesterday, um, so I got a few comments here and there um, because oftentimes we fail to understand that every child of God is a minister of God. Yes, is <laughs> a minister of the gospel. It's a minister to serve the body. A minister is simply a servant. <laughs> so, all of us are a part of the body. And just, just imagine your, your human body currently. If any part of your body stops functioning, that's what we call a cancer. <laughs> None of us can afford to be cancerous in the body of Christ. You must be doing your own part. You must be ministering to the body. I know that we like saying minister this, minister this, and minister this. All of us are ministers, okay? Very, 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 very important point to take home. Of course, that mistake came from the reading of the King James Version. And then to conclude everything, I said it was important that we realize that we are one body. And Paul emphasizes this in chapter 4. We are one body. We are different, but we are one body. Okay? We are unique. And so I don't expect the entire body of Christ, even though we have one Lord, to be the same. I do not. Okay? 
I expect there might be differences here and there uh, due to our different cultures, location and everything. But we have one Lord. And so we have more that unites us than divides us. Okay, so let's stop all of the divisions and the breakups and the separation, you know, and the infighting in our churches. They should not be. Today, we'll try and conclude the book of Ephesians. So I'm going to be paying more attention to reading. We'll conclude the book of Ephesians and then start a new book tomorrow. All right, so please get your Bibles. We stopped on verse 2, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2. I'll read it again. Paul says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. We are the children of God. We are, you are a child of God. So be like your father. Okay? So don't say it is because I am married to this man. That is the reason why I'm behaving like that. It is because I am married to this woman. That is why I'm behaving like that. You are first of all a child of God. Okay? It says live a life filled with love following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God live a life filled with love in everything always follow the example of christ imagine imagine if if jesus thought about just himself with all the power he had the bible says that he had the anointing without measure okay he didn't need anything but because of us jesus was ready to lay everything down all right, so very important. Let's continue from verse 3. Paul says, Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. They have no place. They have absolutely no place in the body of Christ against your fellow brother against your sister no they have no place among god's people it says obscene stories foolish talk and quacks jokes these are not for you okay um foolish talks just using vulgar words you know what's that you can't even speak sometimes in front of children. Paul says, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Yes, that's what we should have. There should be thankfulness to God. Paul says, you can be sure, verse 5, that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of God, will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. You can be sure of that. Paul said somewhere that a little living affects the own lump. Okay? You allow just a foothold. He already warned us, don't give the devil a foothold. You allow the devil just a foothold. You allow the flesh just a foothold. He will take everything. It will consume your life. And that is why you will find, if you are not careful, that you will not inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. Say, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world now that word is deep and we don't have the time to get into it okay so and don't think it's just about greed 
but I think Paul is referring to something specific here. Someone that is so consumed by having. Paul says, look, they are worshipping the things of this world. Six, don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. Don't be fooled by them. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. The anger of God ultimately at the end will fall on all who disobey him. Paul says, don't participate in this in this don't participate in the things these people do don't don't join them to live that way now we're not talking about maybe um you and your wife are just having you know a little discussion <laughs> a little argument and then a vulgar word comes out of your mouth that's not what we are talking about okay we are talking about participating in making it become your way of life Paul says no no don't participate in these things in the things these people do for once you were full of darkness but now you have light from the lord once we were once dark but now we have the light of the lord in us so paul says so live as people live as people of light we must live we are children of the light the light of God is in us. It must become evident that we carry that light. He says, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. If the, if the life of God is in you, if the light of God is in you, if the Holy Spirit is in you, Paul says it will produce only what is good and right. That's why I say I said sometimes I question when you look at people and you are wondering what spirit is motivating this? What spirit is motivating this? Like my brother Billy Akoni would say, who told you? Who told you? Because the Holy Spirit can't definitely be telling you to do some of the things you are doing. You are walking, you are habitually walking with the sinful nature. And that should not be the child of God. Verse 10 carefully determine what pleases the lord carefully determine what pleases the lord take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness instead expose them take no part in the deeds of evil and darkness instead expose them it is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret remember that they were saying the Corinthian church, for example, some people were saying it was fine for them to go to the temples of idols, to go and join them to eat there. And then after they are eating and they are drinking, of course, from there, they have lustful desires. They have sexual urges. At that point, are you going to now extract yourself from, from joining in what they are doing? Paul says, no, you must carefully determine what pleases the Lord and do that. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. No, instead expose them. It is shameful to even talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. Says, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. And remember, remember that we are that light. When the light, the light shines on them, for the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, "Awake, O sleepers, rise up from the dead." and Christ will give you life. I pray this morning if there is anyone listening to me and you have not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, 
Jesus Christ is the only way, the truth, and the life. He is the light of the world, the very light that changes our lives. I pray that Christ will come into your life. You will accept him today in the mighty name of Jesus. Next, Paul talks about living by the Spirit. So he says, so be careful, verse 15, how you live. Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. You are not a fool. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Remember the time they were living in? It was such a difficult and dangerous time. Emperor after emperor wanted to destroy the church. Paul says, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Eh? Just think, once you, once you pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is telling you what to what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do, you will often find that you will not do do the things that that go against the spirit of the spirit of God or grieves the spirit of God. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin, ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you will choose to be filled with anything, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul said, when that happens, sing it. Look, you'll find that you're singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your heart. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Spend time in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit questions in the morning. You wake up in the morning as you are reading your Bible right now. Ask the Holy Spirit question. Sing songs. Sing hymns. Sing psalms. Spiritual songs. Paul calls it making music to the Lord in your heart. He says, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks. Give thanks. That is how we believers should live. Now, from Ephesians chapter 5, Paul begins to address the relationship between husbands and wives. Okay? It's not addressing between a man and a woman. It is talking about the institution of marriage. So don't use this as a conundrum to, to explain men and women. No. 21 and further submit to one another out of reverence for God. Husbands submit to your wives, wives submit to your husbands. You both submit to one another. Okay, that's what 21 says. For wives, as in submission for wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. 21 says submit to one another. Now, what submission means to the wives for wives this means to submit this means submit to your husbands as to the lord just submit to him as if you are submitting to christ simple for a husband is the head of his wife as christ is the head of the church and actually when you submit to your husband you are submitting to christ because your husband is not the head of the home Sincerely, I know that some people will call this one a taboo. Your husband is not the head of the home. The head of your home is Christ. 
your husband is simply a physical representative of that head. So when you submit to him, you are submitting to Christ. It says, for the husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so, your, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. Okay? Submit to your, your own husband. There's a version that he puts that qualifies it with that. Submit to your own husband. If you have chosen to come into the institution, into the institution of marriage, then submit to your own husband. 25, it says for husbands, in other words, let's go back to 21. 21, it says, and further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. In other words, the reason why we submit to one another is because of Christ in marriage, right? <laughs> now, what does it mean for a husband to submit to his wife? That is verse 25. For husbands, this means love your wife. When you love your wife, you are submitting to her. <laughs> it says, just as Christ loved the church, he gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this, Christ did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. Now, Christ loved the church and gave up his life for the church. <laughs> he sacrificed for her. He died for her. The Bible is telling us, husband, that that is the same thing. That is how we submit to our, our wives. By be, being willing to sacrifice and just as Christ laid down his life, be willing to lay down our lives for our wives. Hallelujah. It's very, very important. He said the reason why Christ did, the, he did this is so that he might be able to present his wife, his bride, to himself without blemish. Your submission to your wife is not that you are inferior to her in any way. No. No. It is so that just like Christ, you will save your wife. You will be there for her because the Bible says that she is the weaker vessel. You will be there. There is a reason why God has put you in her life to be the one to protect her, to be the one to be her defender, to be the one to shield her. Hallelujah. Say for the, it says in the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. Hmm? For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. Mm -hmm. So very important. If you really love your wife, if you really love yourself, you will love your wife. That's what the Bible is telling us. <laughs> because Peter later, later will tell us that the reason why some people's prayers are actually in that is because they don't love their wives. <laughs> so if you truly love yourself, then love your wife. No one eats his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church, and we and we are members of his body. See, as the scripture says, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, 
he leaves his father and his mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one this we know that this is from genesis right yes this is from genesis but paul is telling us something very important here marriage is a choice you made a choice to leave your father and mother and be joined to this woman woman you have chosen you made a choice to choose this man as your husband so submit to one another paul is saying and the two are united into one this is a a great mystery but it is an illustration of the way christ and the church are one so again i say each man must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband simply if we summarize what paul is saying (laughs) so i say husband and wife should submit to one another the simple thing is that submission to the man means respect right (laughs) respect your husband submission to the woman what a what a woman understands by submission when my husband is submitting to me is loving her and being willing to to sacrifice and being willing to die for her hallelujah I pray that the Lord will give us even more understanding in Jesus' name. All right, let's go to chapter 6. It says, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. That is why you obey your parents. Not because they they are right or, or wrong. You obey them because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. The Bible says so that your days may be long on the earth, so that you will live long. Honor your father and your mother. Three, if you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. That is why, that because that is the promise. Things will go well for you. So I say to children this morning, I say to anyone who still has parents, honor your parents. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Fathers listening this morning, don't provoke your children. eh? (laughs) Don't provoke your children, especially, you know, especially your male child. (laughs) Remember that you are raising a man in your house. You are raising a husband for the future. You are raising a father of the future. Don't provoke them to anger. Not necessary at all. Next, Paul talks about slaves and master slaves. Obey your earthly master with deep respect and fear serve them sincerely as you would serve christ of course paul is talking about this because during this period slave trade was still acceptable right (laughs) since try to please them all the time not just when they are they are watching you try to please them all the time as slaves of christ do the will of god with all your heart do the will of god with all your heart walk with enthusiasm as as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do, whether we are slaves or free. Always put that in your mind, okay? So all of us, we have some form of limitation here and there, but we must always remember that the person that will ultimately reward us, the person that we are ultimately accountable to is God. Hallelujah. 9. Masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Don't threaten them. Don't treat them unfairly. Remember, you both have the same master in heaven and he has no favorites. <laughs> when we get to heaven, all of us will stand before God, rich or poor, 
father and children, husband and wife, um, employees, employees and employer. All of us will stand before God. And we will need to give account of ourselves. Next, Paul talks about the whole armor of God. And I wish I had time to really expand it on this. But Paul says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in, in his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord and in his, in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Do you want to destroy, be able to withstand any strategy the enemy, the devil throws at you? You need to learn to put on. When Paul says put on, it means that there are times we don't have them on, right? <laughs> but you can really consciously make this armor your way of life so that you always have them on. Verse 12, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Paul says our true enemy are not flesh and blood. It is not Mama in the village or your mother-in-law. It is not that friend that is competing with you in a position somewhere in the office. That's not the enemy. It says your true enemy, eh? our true fight are against evil, evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Since therefore, when you understand this concept that your fight is not against physical people, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Put on every piece of this armor. He says, then after the battle, then after the battle, you will still be standing. Most Christians tend to be injured after the battle is over. Paul says, verse 14, stand your ground. Put, putting on the belt of truth. He's talking about the armor now. The first armor he talks about is the belt of truth. Speak the truth. Speak the truth. Let me add a little bit of time this morning. Speak the truth at every turn. Eh? Speak the truth. The truth is the truth. The truth is the word of God. Stand your ground by speaking, speaking the truth. Put on the belt of truth. Next, it says, and the body armor of God's righteousness. I'm sure you've seen those, those guys. You know, do, of course, Paul is describing this using the description of a Roman soldier. In those days, you want to go and fight. One person is putting on armor. The other person has no armor on. I can almost guarantee you that the person in armor will win. Yes, <laughs> because there are blows that the person can afford to take because he is protected by his armor. Our armor is righteousness. The righteousness that we have in Christ Jesus. It does not say holiness <laughs> because this is where some Christians make a mistake. It does not say and it says the belt of truth and the body armor of God's holiness. No, or you our own holiness. No, it says of the armor of God's righteousness. The righteousness that Christ gives us that you can work for. It says for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news. Be willing to, to tell others about the good news. And there's a peace that comes from it. The peace, a peace that comes from the good news. That comes from knowing what Jesus finished on the cross of Calvary for us. Say so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of this, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fairy, the fairy arrows of the devil. 
the shield of faith, the shield of knowing that God will, will answer when you call. Hold up that shield. He said, put on, the, the, put on salvation as your helmet to protect your head. Put on salvation. You must be born again and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. The sword is what you, that puts you on the offense. You must know what the word of God says in heaven's every situation. He says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayer for all believers. Pray in season, pray out of season. Pray when you are down, pray when you are up, pray when you are weak, pray when you are strong. Pray at all times. Stay alert and persistent in your prayer for all believers everywhere. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right word so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I'm in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador, so pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Final greetings. To bring you up to date, Tychicus, I will give you a full report about what I am doing and how I am getting along. He's a beloved brother and a faithful helper in the Lord's work. I've sent him to you for this very purpose, to let you know how we are doing and to encourage you. Peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters, and may God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you love, give you love with faithfulness. May God's grace be eternally upon all who love our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Quite a wonderful read. Apologies, I had to rush it there at the end just so we finish this. But please, listen. You want to be able to withstand every strategy of the enemy? <laughs> Put on this armor. Just go over it again. Eh? Put on the armor. Not just the attacking armor. You need the defensive armor too, right? <laughs> that way you will be able to quench every attack of the devil. Second one, second, second one. Husband and wife. The Bible says we must submit to one another. This is why a lot of marriages are failing. Husbands want to be submitted to without them submitting to their own wives. That's not how it works. Husbands submit to your wife by loving her. Loving her genuinely. Wife submits to your own husband by respecting him. I pray for your marriage this morning. Your home will, 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 will try. Your home will be fruitful. You will succeed in this marriage. In the name of Jesus. I pray against every attack of the enemy. They will not stand. You will overcome every attack. And you will be victorious. In Jesus mighty name we pray. Amen. Alright, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.